Attention business owners. Are you struggling while waiting for your customers to pay on their net 30, 60, or 90-day invoices? Can't get a business loan? Have no equity, bad credit, or maybe no credit at all? Then you need to call AmeriFactors right now. AmeriFactors will give you cash for your invoices and there's nothing to pay back. We simply buy your account receivables and if those clients don't pay on the invoices, we take the loss. We give you funds based on your account receivables, not your credit. And 98% of all applicants are approved. It's that simple. With AmeriFactors, there's no more waiting for your customers to pay. We give you the funds up front, then we wait for your customers to pay us. Fund your business today. Call AmeriFactors right now. 800-847-1183. 800-847-1183. That's 800-847-1183. Live from San Francisco on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with your hosts, Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi. Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's get it on! How's it going, everybody? Brian Alvarez here on Wrestling Observer Live. We are here every day, Monday through Friday, noon Pacific, 3 Eastern, Sunday, 3 Pacific, 6 Eastern. We've got a lot to get into here today. It's Wednesday, the most fun day of the week. It is the Wednesday Night Wars tonight. It is AW, it is NXT, and for those of you that are big-time baseball fans, it's Game 7 of the World Series, so I'll just tell you right now, both of these shows are going to take a hit in the ratings tomorrow. So I fully expect that on Thursday on Twitter, there's going to be 25,000 people talking about how AW is done, NXT is sunk, there is no Wednesday Night War, the shows continue to drop, it's a disaster. It's not a disaster, everybody. Everybody knows. I shouldn't say everybody. Anybody with a brain knows these numbers are going to be down tomorrow, and it's not something to be too concerned about. Both shows are well aware they're going to take a hit. As a result, both AEW and NXT are running immediate replays tonight. So if you want to watch Game 7 of the World Series, well, you can watch AEW or NXT afterwards if you don't have a DVR or any way to record these two shows. So AEW and NXT replaying immediately at 10 o'clock Eastern tonight after the original airings. First time ever this has happened. So we can talk about that on the show here today. Also last night, AEW Dark, NXT Power. What were your thoughts on both of those YouTube shows? And yes, everyone, Stephanie McMahon, she's changed the world. There is going to be a women's match taking place at Crown Jewel tomorrow. Fourth show in WWE's partnership with Saudi Arabia will include the first ever women's match. At a media event today, WWE announced Natalia versus Lacey Evans will take place at Crown Jewel this Thursday, October 31st. Pre-show begins at noon Eastern, main card starting an hour later. So, in fact, we will be on the air live during Crown Jewel tomorrow. I can't wait for that. Lots to talk about today. We'll take your text messages, maybe your phone calls later on. I'll think about it. Back in a moment with more Wrestling Observer Live. Using an overpriced trash bag? Pricey, pricey, pricey! A bag that breaks? 
Whippy, whippy, whippy. Or a smelly bag? Stinky, stinky, stinky. Time to switch to hefty, ultra-strong trash bags. Always at an ultra-low price. Hefty, hefty, hefty. There are best bags yet. And they cost less than Glad Force Flex, where sold head-to-head. So you'll be... Happy, happy, happy. Hefty, ultra-strong with Arm & Hammer Odor Control. Also available in heavy-duty black bags. Hefty, hefty, hefty. It has been said that everyone has a book in them. But do you have the time or the ability to write your book? Maybe you picked up some skills or had a life experience that you want to pass on in the form of a book to help others. Maybe you want to leave an autobiography for your family. Or maybe you've built a successful business and you want to share your story. At Dorrance Publishing Company, we have professional writers who can help turn your book idea into a finished manuscript quickly and affordably. A Dorrance ghostwriter can provide as much or as little help as you need to complete your book. You'll work directly with your ghostwriter to finish your book faster than you ever could on your own. It's easy to become a published author. Call Dorrance now to learn more. 800-485-6003. Call right now. That number is 800-485-6003. Do you use the blue pill to charge your sex life? Have you been thinking about trying the blue pill? What if we can promise you the same results for less than $3 a pill? If you're paying $20 a pill for the other pills, you're getting taken to the cleaners. Our pill delivers the exact same results for less than $3. We'll do the math for you. You'll save more than $16 a pill for the same results. Want more? We'll give you 40 blue pills or 40 yellow pills for $99 and add four more pills free. You save more than $500. You don't have to be a rocket scientist to know what to do next. You need to call and get your 44 pills for just $99. Stop overpaying for the other blue pills. Call us and start saving a ton of money for the exact same results. Ordering is fast and easy with your pills delivered to your door in a non-marked package. 800-223-0992. 800-223-0992. 800-223-0992. That's 800-223-0992. Right now, the Home Depot makes replacing your old carpet easy. With more styles and colors to choose from, there's no better time to buy. With free installation on any carpet purchase of $499 or more. All by licensed local pros. Backed for life. Today is the day for doing and saving with free carpet installation. Only at the Home Depot. More saving, more doing. For a limited time, $499 minimum purchase required. Typically $699. For license information, visit homedepot.com slash license numbers. Valid through November 6, 2019. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also WrestlingObserver.com. Lots to get into here today. If you want to text us, 425-780-7566 is the number. Might take some phone calls later on today. We'll see. This person here says, I'm sure Rusev is thrilled with the third hour number of Raw, the sooner the storyline ends, the better for him. Well, if you have not heard, the Raw rating on Monday was bad. Raw episode built around the Rusev and Lana marriage split angle last night ended up doing the third worst non-holiday number in the modern history of the show. 2.13 million viewers barely beating the September 9 episode this year. 
and the June 10 episode against the NBA Finals. The only other shows finishing lower were on this past Christmas Eve and New Year's. Football hurts, as it does all fall, but that's not the excuse. The game did 9.98 million viewers, the lowest Monday night game so far this season. A 9% drop from last week with lesser competition, significant losses in every hour. 13th for the night on cable, far lower than usual. First hour drops were significant in every demo. Women 18 to 49 dropped 26%. Men 18 to 49 dropped 13%. Teenage girls dropped 12%. Teenage boys dropped 15%. Over 50 dropped 11%. If you listen to the Observer Radio show on Monday, I was talking to Dave about the Drew McIntyre-Ricochet match. Why do we have to do this match again? Well, he explained it did good numbers last week. Well, lots of things do good numbers one week, and they don't do good numbers the other week because you're just doing the match again. And that's exactly what happened here. 2.33 million viewers in the first hour fell to 2.15 million the second hour fell to 1.93 million in the third hour. That was the divorce court segment. They promoted that segment the entire show, and they finally delivered and had their lowest audience in I don't even know how long. So people are just not into it. People aren't into this WWE wrestling right now. It's, it's 2019, and the days of divorce courts and repetitive matches i mean it's just not working right now the wwe formula is not working right now and i don't think it's going to change it should change but it's most likely not going to but those are your numbers for monday yep the filter up top uh i I don't know how much you want to tear into this if anybody even cares about tearing into these numbers at this point um it was it was raw and what happened happened, and there it was. And now we were on to Tuesday with NWA Power and AEW Dark, and we're on to the most fun part of the week with NXT and AEW tonight. So, yeah, the next thing will be bookending this week with not only Saudi, but then SmackDown and SmackDown's ratings, which will probably be running around the same as they were. Although, I guess that's the next interesting thing, I guess, when it comes to ratings this week is. What's the bounce back going to be? You know it's going to be better than 888,000 people or whatever it was on FS1 last week, but we'll see what they ricochet back to if it's 2.2 million, 2.4 million, whatever it is. But, yeah, I think you just said it the best. There's no reason to really overanalyze it or anything like that. People aren't into almost anything WWE is dealing with especially not tired things that have been dealt out for really the last 20 years and do nothing but kind of embarrass some fans and make your eyes roll for other ones when they try to put themselves in the in the positions of the people that are on the screen, try to live vicariously through them, try to keep that same emotion that they have going on there, which sucks you into these things, and it's just not doing it. If you want to text us here today, the number 425-780-7566. We might take some calls at the end of the show here today because there's not a ton of news. We could talk about the AW Dark show last night. We could talk about the NWA Power show last night. I'll talk about the World Series. I'm happy with that. We're not talking about the World Series. Love it. Of the two matches of the two shows last night, I think for the first week, I really liked AW Dark better than I liked NWA Power. I didn't dislike NWA Power, but I thought of the two shows, the one I enjoyed more, 
was AEW Dark. They had a really fun main event with Darby Allen, Jimmy Havoc, and Jack Evans. Triple Threat Falls Count Anywhere match. I thought it was really good. And they also had an incredible, undesirable to undeniable, where Cody Rhodes interviews somebody. And he says, tell me about a time in your life when you were undesirable and how you became undeniable. And of all people, it's MJF, who first he says, well, honest to God, in my wrestling career, I've never felt undesirable, which, of course, is not what Cody wants to hear. And Cody pushes him and pushes him. And finally, MJF tells a legitimate story about his childhood where he was basically bullied. And the moral of the story is that this person that bullied him, I I believe he actually says the person's name because they had to bleep it out twice, but he basically tells the story and then says, well, today this guy's a drug drug addict and unemployed, and I'm rich, famous, and handsome, and I got the last laugh. And he says the guy's name, and Cody just looks off screen aghast that he mentioned this guy's name on TV, and they edited the whole thing together, but it was an (laughs) incredible little segment. I thought that was great. And the NWA Power Show was... NWA Power, it was, there was some good stuff on it. I think that, I mean, as far as, like, wrestling, I mean, the main event of AEW was the best, but as far as, like, just, you know, top to bottom, overall the matches on NWA were better, but uh, just it felt like there wasn't really a lot happening on the show, I guess is the best way that I could describe it. It felt like an old weekly territorial television show. Not every The earth did not move every week on these shows, and that was the, the case with this one. You know, I, I think while some things happen, things got accomplished, things move forward, we understand more on some, some things, but the reality of the situation is not everything is going to be uh, as flashy as, as it will be maybe in some other places in some other ways, which is exactly what territorial wrestling was like a lot of the time. Person here says, I loved NWA Power. It continues to be great, but I'm not sure what the point of the Camilla storyline is if she's allowed to talk but won't. I think the story is that he says she's allowed to talk and she goes along with it, but she knows that she's not supposed to talk. Eventually she's going to talk. I mean, clearly they're doing a long, slow build here. Not sure what it's going to be, but... Eventually she's going to body slam uh, Nick Aldis the way this is going. And this person here says, Brian, just when we thought we finally escaped those never-ending Natalia Lacey Evans matches, here we are. Out of all the possible matches, they really picked this as the first-ever historic women's match in Saudi. Yeah, they did. I don't know why. It's fine. I mean, you got a military woman in Lacey Evans. There's a ton of our military over there anyway. So, sure, there there you go. You get that combination. You got Natalia, the, you know, I guess if anybody deserved a lifetime achievement, if you're going to give that spot to somebody on, you know, overall uh, give back to the sport and the company, and Natty would be a good one. So, yeah, I mean, I guess there's a lot of people you could put in that position, but it, it ended up with them, and it's just as good as anybody else. I mean, I hate to say it. I don't think I'm. Um, I'm pushing to have five-star matches over in Saudi, so I don't know if I'm wanting Charlotte and Becky in some sort of you know awesome combination against the the uh, Kabuki Warriors or something like that. So it, it is what it is. Just like this entire show, you just throw your hands up and go. It is what it is. This person says people are apparently losing their minds over AEW bringing this judges thing to full gear. If I recall, didn't this idea predate Lou Thez? It was a staple of old world heavyweight title yes. matches. Only really stopped existing when Vince Jr. and Turner took over the industry. 
a gimmick, folks. I don't know why people are so freaked out about this. It's not going to go 60 minutes, and it's not going to go to a draw. I, honest to God, think that they just want you to know that you're going to get a winner. And the show is not going to end in a draw with no winner on a show that you're paying fifty four ninety five for or whatever. I think that's all it is. There I don't know why everyone's freaking out first, about this. They were on the first class show. They know how it worked with Sting and Flair. Unless you're doing that and you're going to be, you have the confidence of getting over a draw. And you wouldn't way, do Sting and Flair with two people that are already superstars that's anyway. That's the whole thing. It ain't happening. That's it. Don't relax, folks. Listen, I'm opening up the phone lines today. Yes, you can call the show. 1-800-878-PLAY. 1-800-878-7529. Let's try this again, everybody. It's a slow news day. Give us your thoughts on the week so far and the week to come. Back in a moment. Wrestling Observer Live. Do you have a problem hearing the television? Do you need to crank up the volume so loud your family is screaming at you? Then put on your TV ears. TV ears has helped millions of people just like you hear TV loud and clear without cranking up the volume. For about 60 bucks for the 30-day free trial, you can get your own set of TV ears. When you wear TV ears, you can mute the TV volume for private listening or let others watch TV with you. Order in the next 10 minutes and take us up on our 30-day home trial and very special price. TV Ears is a brand hearing professionals have trusted for more than 20 years. And through this special radio offer, you can get your very own for just $60. Just mention promo code RADIO. So put on your TV ears and make everyone happy. 800-984-4207. That's 800-984-4207. Attention to anyone that's written a book or wants to write a book. The process is not that complicated. Take a first step. Even if you write a page a day, you'll build momentum and your book will become a reality. The hard part is getting it published. That's when you need to call Page Publishing. They've got hundreds and hundreds of thank yous from different new authors just like you. They make the process of publishing your new book and getting it sold online a simple process. You can learn how simple it is right now by calling for your free Page Publishing new author submission kit. One quick three-minute phone call. That's all it takes to get free information and learn how you can get your book published. Pick up your phone right now and call us 24 hours a day at this number. 800-603-0885. 800-603-0885. That's 800-603-0885. If you or a loved one is suffering from a physical or emotional condition that has left you unable to work, then listen carefully. Take this number down, 800-593-7491. That's 800-593-7491. When you call, you'll speak with a Social Security disability expert and get a free evaluation to see if you may qualify for disability insurance benefits from the U.S. government. That's right, a monthly cash payment paid directly to you from the Social Security Administration. Whether you're applying for the first time or you've already been denied disability benefits, call now. The disability attorneys at Pinnacle Disability can help you build your case, file an appeal, and represent you at no upfront cost to you. Don't wait another minute to see if you may qualify for your Social Security disability benefits. Call Pinnacle Disability Group at 800-593-7491 for your free case evaluation. 
That's 800-593-7491. 800-593-7491. Call now. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Uh, Mike Sempervivi, also of WrestlingObserver.com. This person doesn't like judges. He says, winner by judges, thumbs down. Yeah, I don't like the idea either, but choosing a winner is better than there's no winner. Right? And it's not going to happen anyway, yes. so don't worry about it. Everybody's they, uh, freaking out about this. There are They've done things, whether you want to give AEW any credit for anything or not, they have done things to set up other things, and they have been unsaid uh, at times. And this is another one where they may just be doing – they may be doing this for three years down the line where they'll actually have judges have a part of something. I think this is just a part of their – Sports presentation is a part of the old school. They did this in, in the NWA all the time. Unfortunately, they would do it with people like Eddie Haskell and Jason Hervey, and occasionally they will have people like Sandy Scott be complete numbskulls, and I don't know what to do. I, I would call it a draw. Those didn't work, and even at the best of times, people didn't respond very well to them. Again, there are people there from that era that worked those shows on those shows and saw how it worked. And I don't think they'll be doing it when it comes to AEW, but it provides them the ability to do something, an angle, whether it be now, whether it be way down the line, and they're setting the table for it. I think it's a good idea. If they, again, you know the obvious mistakes by doing it, so as long as you don't repeat them, I don't know what everybody's freaking out about. All righty, so we're going to go to Christopher in Connecticut. You're on the air. What's going on? Hi, Brian. Uh, first of all, I'd like to say with the whole uh, they're not going to do it anyway, so don't worry about it, that's exactly what people said to you about the disqualification poll. So, uh, Yeah, that's WWE. This is AEW. It's not going to happen. Yeah. Um, but and maybe I want to say, did you watch the uh, Crown Jewel press conference that they held this morning? I did not put it on my priority list. No. Okay. the The thing I'll say is this, and also uh, from the interview he did after with Byron, who's Byron Saxon is actually really good with doing the backstage interview stuff. Um, surprisingly, given how much little charisma he had on the announce table. Um, but Mansoor, I think, could become the best babyface in WWE purely because he will be allowed to actually be cool in his hometown. Uh, like he came off great in both of those. Well, he will for videos. one night. But it is. Well, I mean, hey, listen. I want to thank you very much for the call. We got to keep moving here. I I, I got to say. And by the way, if you want to give us a call here today. 1-800-878-PLAY, 1-800-878-7529. Mansoor is so lucky that his hometown is Saudi Arabia yeah. because he's going to win. Like, if he, was a, if he was a hometown guy anywhere else, he'd get beaten in this company. So, yeah, he's going to be a huge babyface tomorrow. But that's probably not going to translate into America because they don't even use the guy. Like, somebody, se- somebody sent me his, his, uh, his, like, how many matches he's had this year. 
And I can't remember how many it was, but it was like 40 or something like that. How many have you seen, everybody? I've seen two. Where's because KJ all he does is do matches on the road and then matches in Saudi Arabia. And then they just have – he's not even on NXT TV. He's been at like one or two matches on NXT TV the whole time I've been watching. So, anyway. Got it's the coconut loop for him. Two things about what uh, Christopher said. Number one, the judges. I can't say 100% that this match is not going to go 60 minutes to the judges. I can't say that, okay? Maybe it will. But you can't compare this to Hell in a Cell because, yes, they did a poll, Hell in a Cell, can they match it in a DQ, and it was, like, preposterous, and then it did. But, number one, like, that's WWE and this is AEW. They're trying not to screw you. Like, they're going out of their way. AEW's going out of their way to try not to screw you, number one. And number two, if they went to a draw and the judges ruled that one person was the winner, that's a finish. We didn't even get a finish at Hell in a Cell. We got a DQ that they later claim was the referee stopping the match. After, by the way, calling... When, it, when, we, when we joked about it, the ref goes, Seth, this isn't you. He didn't say that. He said, Colby, this isn't you. It's even dumber. It is. It's, like, ridiculously dumb. And the other thing I wanted to mention was Byron Saxton. So I'm sure Byron Saxton was very good. And I watched a Raw from the year 2000, and Coach, Jonathan Coachman, the bane of my existence as a commentator on Raw, he was backstage doing interviews, and you know what? He was awesome. He was better than anybody they've got today. You know what? I always hear about uh, this WWE backstage show, and uh, what's her name? Uh, Renee Young. Renee Young. How great she is on the show. You know what? She sucked on commentary. Because, because there's a lot of people in WWE and who have worked for WWE in the past who are very good at certain jobs. And instead of having them do those jobs, they give them other jobs that they're not very good at. Those jobs are usually commentary. Byron Saxon sucked on commentary. Coach sucked on commentary. Renee Young sucked on commentary. Now, quite frankly, everybody pretty much sucks on commentary because they're not allowed to just go do commentary. But I could rattle off a list of 100 people who, if put in a different role, would be very good at it. But this company, for reasons that are very clear if you pay attention has to put them in other roles where they end up sucking. It's one of the things about this company that drives me and a lot of other people crazy. Thank you very much for your call, Christopher. I appreciate it. Carlos in Houston, you're on the air. What's up? Hey, gentlemen, what's going on? What's happening? So uh, last night I was watching the World Series, and um, Joe Buck, who's one of the commentators for the World Series, he said something that made me laugh, and I'm going to quote him right now. Tune into SmackDown for the entertainment extravaganza drawing millions of viewers every Friday night. Just hearing him Almost say that. Almost every Friday. Through... <laughs> exactly. But just hearing him say that through gritted teeth, I might imagine, just especially the millions of viewers part, it just made me laugh. And, you know, it, it's been discussed, yes, the, the move from Fox FS1 didn't do SmackDown any favors, especially going up against the World Series, but... You know, Fox is doing its absolute darndest to make sure that this Friday Night SmackDown show is 
is going to get as many viewers as possible. They freaking hype they they freaking hype the show up every thirty minutes during the World Series broadcast. There's commercials about SmackDown. There's uh, ads running th- uh, throughout the baseball games constantly. Thursday Night Football. They constantly advertise SmackDown, and you know I just the fact that the show has dropped in ratings so much from week one to where they are now. Uh, it's 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 insane. It, it's basically well, telling me that. I, I oh, want to thank you very much for the call, but I, I I gotta say here, like I don't like to come on this show. As everybody's well aware, I don't like to come on this show and say I told you so. Okay, no, no. but before SmackDown moved to Fox, I had to hear about how investors and you know Vince or whoever they all thought that a boom period was coming because SmackDown was going to Fox. And I said, and you can go back, I said this multiple times, it doesn't matter what the platform is if the show sucks. Now, SmackDown hasn't completely sucked, okay? But that show is really uncool. And it's clear in the demos that it's not cool right now. It's a cold product. And... All of that promotion, all of those people having to promote SmackDown on Fox through gritted teeth or whatever, they did successfully get 4 million people to watch SmackDown that first week. And for all of you that get mad at me, oh, he's biased, oh, the show's great, blah, 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 the reality is the show's not great. Because within two weeks, 1.5 million people that heard about SmackDown on all of these other shows and decided to try it out, they were already gone because they watched the show and they thought it was uncool. It dropped from 3.88 million viewers to 2.4 in two weeks. Now, I'm going to throw out that 888,000 number because you just have to throw it out, but it's still a very concerning number. Like, it's a concerning number. We'll see what it does on Friday. But you know what it looks like? It looks like they're going to get right back to the exact same number of viewers that they had when they were on Tuesday. Meaning, of all of the new people that are trying out SmackDown because they heard about it on other shows on Fox, statistically zero watched it and decided to watch it again. That's a shocking... That is a shocking statistic. It tells you... How uncool non-wrestling fans find wrestling. I mean, it's not even wrestling, sports entertainment. They just don't find it cool. And someone needs to figure out why. They sure didn't find Raw cool on Monday. With divorce court. Oh, it's just, yeah. Um... No point in even unless somebody really wants to call in and talk about that one. Not even any point, but... With SmackDown, again, you you better hope it gets back to the number it was. It lost, what, over a million people the first week. It lost 450,000 the week after that. And even though we're throwing out, for the most part, this number on FS1, again, is there going to be a drop-off? When it does, you know, ricochet back, what does it, you know, go back to? <laughs> you know, is it is it 2.4 million? Is it 2.2 million? Is it 1.9 million? I mean, I, I, I don't know. And... Again, the 18 to 34 number is going to be really interesting as well there, too. You know, the the 0.5 down to an 0.14 on, again, 
FS1. We'll throw that number out. We'll hold that thought. Back in a moment, everybody. Observer Live. Now that you can get your favorite Chili's 3 for 10 meals delivered, anywhere can be your own personal Chili's. So? Hi. Welcome to my house. Welcome to the meat lover section of my in-law's vegan barbecue. Burgers, finally. Welcome to my therapist's office, where it's okay to eat your feelings. <laughs> and quesadillas. Welcome to Chili's Delivery. Order online at chilis.com slash delivery and get all your favorite 3 for 10 meals, like Cajun chicken pasta, delivered right to you wherever you are. At participating restaurants only, 3 for 10 not available via third-party platforms. Delivery fee supply. Are you an active stock market investor? Well, then you know these three key words, buy, sell, hold. Those three magic words can make or lose you money in the stock market. What if we can show you a time-tested tool that's been helping stock market investors succeed for over 30 years? It's called VectorVest, an amazing system designed to make smart investing easy. The VectorVest system analyzes, sorts, and ranks over 19,000 stocks every day and tells you when to buy, what to buy, and when to sell any stock to maximize your profits in less than 10 minutes a day. And if you call right now, you can test drive our amazing Vector Vest system risk-free for 30 days for just $9.95. 800-584-2519. That's 800-584-2519. Do you owe $10,000 or more on at least two federal student loans? Then you may qualify for new programs offered by the Department of Education. These programs can reduce your interest, lower your payments, and possibly qualify you for loan forgiveness. If you have $10,000 or more and at least two federal student loans and currently not in school, you may qualify for one of these programs. Call now to check your eligibility. Student loan advisors are standing by to help you determine if you qualify for these new programs. They can help you reduce your interest, lower your payment, and even forgive a portion of your student loan debt. Take control of your financial future. Make this free five-minute free call now to Nationwide Student Loans and learn how you can reduce your student loan debt. 800-439-7851. 800-439-7851. 800-439-7851. 800-439-7851. Using an overpriced trash bag? Pricey, pricey, pricey! A bag that breaks? Whippy, whippy, whippy! Or a smelly bag? Stinky, stinky, stinky! Time to switch to hefty, ultra-strong trash bags, always at an ultra-low price. Hefty, hefty, hefty! They're our best bags yet, and they cost less than Glad Force Flex, where sold head-to-head. So you'll be... Happy, happy, happy! Hefty, ultra-strong, with Arm & Hammer Odor Control. Also available in heavy-duty black bags. Hefty, hefty, hefty! You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also WrestlingObserver.com. This person here says, Did you guys see Seth on Corey's new podcast? He basically attributed the Hell in a Cell backlash and his negative reactions to, quote, the Internet never being happy and always looking to complain. He said they wanted him to win against Brock and then turned on him because he's fickle, completely out of touch, refused to take responsibility for his own role in making fans turn on him. Well, here's the deal. Like, Seth, Seth is caught between a rock and a hard place. 
So there's there's two things that he can do, and he's screwed either way, okay? He could say, the reason the fans have turned on me is because this company can't book a baby face, and they've made me look like the biggest geek on the planet, which is what happened, okay? Or he can say, it's the fans' fault. So if he blames the booking in the company, like he's just not going to do that. If he bl- and so the only other option is he's got to blame the fl- the fans and and hear the blowback, and the thing is if you blame the fans, here's the key: if he blames quote the fans, there are in fact a few different sets of WWE fans. There are the WWE fans like me who are just begging for it to be good, but there's so much about it that sucks, and so I talk about what sucks, and then there's the fans that no matter what you do, they're the ones that are going to defend divorce court to their dying breath, and they're just going to defend everything. Those people will be on Seth's side. They'll say, yes, you're right. It's those fans that just complain about everything. They're the ones that are responsible for this. So really, of the two options, that's the one that he came up with. I I cannot sit here. I can't believe that this guy doesn't know that the reason the fans have turned on him is because the company has made him into such an unlikable character. And the Hell in a Cell booking where everybody just wanted The Fiend to win, but they were just going to go with Seth, and they could forget a finish, so they did a DQ. And there's no way this guy doesn't understand why people didn't really hate that finish. I, I can't believe that. If, if he actually does believe that, then he's beyond hope. But I have hope, and so I like to think that he knows what's going on, but he's got to come up with some sort of explanation for it and that's what he came up with it's the fans you also though remember when it comes to any of these people talking or anybody in the public eye who has five million twitter followers or whatever it is that like there are sometimes that people that are responding and are throwing salvos at these people at all times are the worst people in the world and that when sometimes people go the fans or something like that. They don't mean you specifically, but they do mean the amount of people that are saying, Hey, kill yourself. You're this, you're that, you're the third, whatever it is like, that's, you know, that's sometimes who these people are responding to. And when you get a steady diet of that and you lash out, I mean, I, I, I just, I don't know. Sometimes these things are taken a little bit too seriously when it, you know, when people in the public eye comment on some of the things they have to deal with. It's not meant for everybody, but they do have to hear a lot of stuff. Now, with that said, you know, they they have to have him do this interview. I mean, we're going on what a year anniversary, or we passed a year anniversary of this man's girlfriend being promoted in a way where she was going to be a heel. The, the person with everybody behind them, the person winning matches with their move cleanly that's being built up that people wanted to see succeed. We're only about a year removed from that, correct? Where we are idiots for wanting to cheer Becky Lynch. She's going to be a heel. Just, you know, you have to uh, trust the process and, and live the story. So, I mean, I'm sure Seth Rollins knows that it's not really the fans. It's probably the people that are putting him in this position. But, again, I'd like to think that he's talking to a bunch of people who – don't have any, you know, rational opinions at all. All right, let's go to Jack in Philly. You're on the air. What's going on? Hi. So a lot has been uh, talked about recently with racist stereotypes in WWE due to the ACH uh, T-shirt controversy. But what I also find suspicious is the portrayal of Bobby Lashley 
in uh, his current storyline because here you have a character that people actually know and all WWE can think of, you know, this big team of writers, all they can think to do is portray him as some sort of, you know, fetish or sexual object. So I guess my question is, isn't that a racist stereotype as well? Well, I want to thank you very much for the call. I mean, I'm not sure. Brian goes behind the green door here. I'm not sure that Lashley being attracted to Lana is necessarily a fetish. I mean, is there any male character in WWE that you could write a storyline where they weren't attracted to Lana? You know what I'm saying? Like, yes, I realize that in the past, wrestling has done that for heat. But... I, I I don't know if I would read too much into this. It's possible, but I think they just, honest to God, I think they just didn't have an idea for Lashley. And it's, listen, to me, it's pretty clear that they wanted to do this storyline with Maria and Mike Bennett. And, like, the whole thing just fell apart, and so they found some other people that were willing to do it. Now, why Rusev was willing to do this, I have absolutely no earthly idea. No, no clue. But he needed a foe, and they weren't doing anything with Lashley. I mean, yes, if you want to try to argue that that's why they did that, you could. But I, I don't know if I would. I, well, look, there are, there are. You could say there is racial storylines, obviously, to that element, obviously, and there is, you know, a whole subculture. I'm where. It is what it is, and where they decided to pull the storyline from, God knows what the inspiration of it was, but it's going to keep chugging on here, at least for the time being. We'll see if the rating changes anything, but they have been all about this. And if you look at their history when it comes to these type of storylines, whether it be with Nydia and Billy Gunn and Jamie Noble and Tori Wilson, that, you know, and they had to have a foursome with with them, and and plenty of these storylines, this is just... This is what makes some of those people up top very happy, very giddy, and they look at this as good S, pal. All right, Jaime, you're on the air. What's going on? Hey, how's it going, guys? A uh, couple of things. Um, I don't have a really a problem with the time limit thing. I just wish it would have gone like 30 minutes or a bit longer. And uh, the other thing is... Um, well, they're not going to a time uh, limit, so it doesn't matter if it's 30 or 60. No, well, I was talking about the main event for the Dynamite. And, like, I wish I would have booked it a bit differently. Like, since they had, like, what, 12 minutes? Maybe, like, eight minutes of a match where, like, towards the end, Pac leaves the ring because he can't beat Moxley. And then he's running, he's walking up the ramp, and that's when Hangman's music comes up. And he beats him towards towards back to the ring. And now it's two-on-one, so you protected Pac because two guys beat him. But before he pins him, that's when Kenny comes out of the, the stands. He, he knocks uh, Moxley out, and, and then he lays uh, Pac on top of him. And then you have kind of have a stare down between uh, Paige and, and Kenny, and like, like that adds fire to the, the seat of Paige turning heel, kind of. And you protected well, both guys in the ring. Well, listen, thanks, Jaime. I, I, that's and, quite the fantasy on, booking one, one scenario thing. there. Let's just go back to the time limit. I would have been, I would have found the time limit much more palatable if it had gone 30 minutes to the time limit, or even 20 minutes to the time limit. The fact that it was like an 8 to 12 minute match or whatever, and then like they went to a draw, it just didn't sit well with me. I don't know no. what it was. It just, I, I just you know didn't why? like because, it. Because, uh, and I, here's And I like the time limit they did with Darby Allen and Cody. I was totally fine with that one. Actually, yeah, that was, that was well done. And there's, a, there's an example of it working. I think two people, it's like, I, I, again, I, 
with Ring of Honor, they've tried unless AEW is just going to be headstrong and go, well, we can get the the time limit draw over like it's New Japan. No, you can't. Nobody anywhere in the world, and even New Japan at this point, I, I don't know if that's necessarily what their fan base is looking for, but that's about the only place you can really pull something like that off. Nobody else has been able to do it, and I, and I think they know that. And again, I think this is just part of an angle and something that if they do do a, a, a draw, it's going to be way, way later on down the line, honestly, if it's going to be a 60-minute draw or something like that. But my thing was, I used to listen to Jim Ross go off the air in Mid-South and the UWF all the time hot. And you're not getting a finish on the air. You know, you're not getting a draw technically. You're going off the air with something hot. But it's the selling of it at the end where they probably – it should have been a hotter entrance, a hotter ending going off the air where, yes, the match is over because we've lost TV time. We only have enough time to, to say goodbye. But have there be some sort of chaos? Have there be something instead of, I think, the way it was presented? I don't think the draw was the issue. The time limit TV draw was the issue. It was – just the presentation and how it went off the air where if he was more excited, if it was just a more, and I know they had the brawl earlier on, you don't want to become just an all brawl show or something like that. But if you had something really crazy going on, I think it would have been a little bit more palatable to everybody. This person says, listening to old Brian and Vinny shows on the website, did you used to do live Brian and Vinny shows? There was a trivia and comments on some of the shows. Awesome to listen to. <laughs> yes, we did. We're not going to do it again. He hated it. It was no, it wasn't that. the The issue was, it's very hard to get everybody that needs to be involved to actually be on time, and so if I'm going to do live shows, it's got to be at the right. Like I want to be have people say, "Hey, at eight o'clock the show's going live." Oh, well, this guy's late. This guy's caught in traffic. We got to start late. People are sitting around twiddling their thumbs. It was just too hard. It was too hard and impossible with the Observer Radio Show. That show never starts on time. So this is the live show. Rest of them are podcasts. You can count on me, boss. If you could see my face right now. I wish I could. This person says, Brian, this is what makes Rollins look like a geek. And he's got a picture here of Rollins in his water wings. <laughs> Honest to God, on, like man. that's that's low on the list of things that make this character look like a geek. Burying this poor guy. Crying in the corner because of the fiend. Much worse. Like, you know what's funny is, I didn't hear people get all mad at me, because one day I said, you know, it's Bray Wyatt in a mask. They're like, oh, I can't believe you'd say that, Brian. He's a supernatural character. Like, uh, you're, you're fine with The Undertaker levitating. Well, first off, I wasn't fine with The Undertaker levitating. That was stupid, too. But the point is, as a guy in the mask, he was like, oh, it doesn't matter. It's a, you got to believe that he's afraid of a... Well, guess what? Look at the reaction to Seth Rollins. I'm far from the only one who thinks it's ridiculous that he's crying in the corner because of Bray White in a Halloween mask. Look at the verbiage he's been given. And again, not. Oh, God, there was one on Raw. He said he actually said a grown man said. I burnt down the funhouse. This is uh, practically this from memory. Okay, (laughs) like I remember it was so stupid. He goes, I burned down the funhouse. But I knew it would not be permanent. Bray Wyatt has rebuilt the funhouse, and that makes him more dangerous than ever. I was like, Bray Wyatt rebuilt the funhouse, and that makes him more dangerous than ever? How many people did this promo go through before it made air? 
and nobody was like, Seth Rollins, a grown man, is saying that because this guy in a Halloween mask rebuilt a funhouse set, now he's more dangerous than ever? What does that even mean? That's why this guy is getting booed all over the place. Not because the fans have a new flavor of the month. Which, by the way, they do have a new flavor of the month. It's Bray Wyatt, because he's totally different than everybody else. And there was no reason he couldn't have beaten uh, Colby at the pay-per-view. They should have just had him win, and everybody would have been fine with it. You think one person would have complained if The Fiend would have no-sold the curb stomp, hit the sister Abigail, and won the WWE title? You think one person would have complained about that? According to Seth, everybody would have complained, because all they want to do is complain. No, they complained because he didn't win when they wanted him to win. And he should have won. Back in a moment. I don't know what the point of anything is. Back in a moment, Observer Live. This is an urgent health notice for all residents suffering from back, neck, knee, and wrist pain. You may qualify for a pain-relieving brace at little or no cost to you, but the deadline is fast approaching. Simply call the Health Alert Hotline now. You heard right. You may qualify for a pain-relieving back, neck, knee, or wrist brace. These items may even be covered by Medicare or your private insurance. The Health Alert Hotline is your brace company. These specialized braces have been tested for pain relief. Call us toll-free right now to determine... Determine your eligibility and to learn how to use your private insurance or Medicare to minimize your out-of-pocket cost. Don't wait. If the deadline passes, you may lose your opportunity to get a pain-relieving back, neck, knee, or wrist brace at little or no cost to you. 800-430-9571. 800-430-9571. That's 800-430-9571. Attention business owners, now is the perfect time to start saving money on your cable TV bill for your business. We can give you packages with up to 90 great channels and save your business a ton of cash. And if you call right now, you can learn how to get free equipment and free installation. Now you have choices. It's time to start saving money on your cable TV bill for your business. And call today and get 90 channels plus free equipment and free installation. Smart business owners like you all across the country are consolidating and saving money on their cable TV, internet, and phone service for their business. So now's the perfect time. This may be a limited time offer to the first 100 people that call right now. So please save money and call now. 800-470-7113. That's 800-470-7113. At 28, I had struggled with opiate and meth addiction for 12 years. I did and said things that the sober me never would have done. One day I realized I was not invincible. I was not exempt. And that's when a friend told me about elite rehab placement. They gave me the tools I needed to get sober. And all it took was the one phone call. 
Elite Rehab can help you start to break your addiction problem and get sober in as little as seven days. And we'll work with your insurance provider to help cover the costs. Plus, we have travel assistance programs to get you here by plane or train. Make this free call right now to learn more. 800-403-5912. That's 800-403-5912. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Okay, in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also of WrestlingObserver.com. This person wants to know, what's up with Miles' rambling apology? Well, Jordan Miles is back, and yesterday we read his apology that he posted on Instagram, and I asked why he went on a huge tirade on Twitter, but then he apologized on Instagram. I couldn't figure out why, and then I figured it out. Apparently, he got kicked off Twitter for a couple of days. So now he's back, and he somewhat apologized on Twitter as well. In two tweets here, this one says, I was emotional on my approach. I could have kept this off the Internet, but I was caught in the moment. I chose to go that route, and I'll live with it. And then regarding, I'm not sure what tweet it was he deleted. He says, I deleted it because it was fueled by rage, and a close friend also thought it wasn't a good look. I'm not taking back my words, but I will admit my rage got the best of me. And I could have expressed myself a lot better than I originally did. Twitter is the best and worst thing to ever happen to anything, I've decided. And this is a prime example of why. So that's the update there on Jordan Miles. You know what else, too, though? Oh, for whatever you think about anything in this Jordan Miles situation, you look at some of the responses to anything um, on his Twitter page. And and it, it was also social media, and it does show that, yeah, there's still a lot of problems, you know. And you see it with the responses, too, where, yeah, it's, uh, I don't know. It's uh, what it is. Brad time, everybody. Enjoy the Wednesday Night Wars tonight. I'll be back later on with Dave talking about those. And then, of course, on Thursday, we'll be here live during Crown Jewel. Filthy Tom and I recapping that on Friday. Jim Valley will be joining us on Friday here on this program. Lots of great stuff to get into over the next couple of days. Check out the front page of WrestlingObserver.com for more. Thanks, Mike, as always. Callers and listeners, everybody in the studio. Talk to you next time, Wrestling Observer Live.